we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The podcast of the beast. Peace of mind. Part, Quick follow-up. Part five. Part five. Yeah. We just recorded part four yesterday. Yeah. And we're in a quick follow-up because you're taking off. I am. I'm going to Florida for, for the holidays. Yeah. 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 So this isn't going to come out till it'll be between Christmas and New Year's. Mm. I think I can't remember the date. Because we have a rear advantage now. I can remember what I said last time. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, like usually we a superpower. The next week, I can't yeah. remember anything. But we just recorded the last one. So, we record, yeah, we were recording two back-to-back nights. What are we doing for beer today? Uh, this is one that you brought. This is. You brought it a few weeks ago. It's been in the beer fridge. The Rock and Willow Rustic Saison 6%. It's a strong beer from Landwash. Landwash Brewery in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. I know. Who would have thought Mount Pearl would be cool? It's <laughs> getting there. Hit it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. I think I might have had this beer the other night um, on tap. On tap? Yeah. Uh, I go to this place locally, Green Door. They have this amazing scotch egg. We had one there oh, yeah. before we the Night Demon there. show. We did before Night Demon yeah. we went down there. Yeah, that was the spot. Right. We gave the bartender a, a, a one Night, of our Demon, night ticket. Demon ticket. Oh, and he was, he was there. He was there last night, and he, yeah. he's like our best bud now. <laughs> and uh, they always they, they don't have a ton of beers. They have They're like eight all beers. local though. Yeah, and they had four beers from Deer Lake all in bottles. Oh, really? And went through them all. What brewery is that from Deer Lake? Uh, I'm not sure, but they had this really like all of the beer labels were done. By a uh, tattoo artist. Oh, that's cool. I'll get a copy of them. Um, so this is the Landwash Brewery Rock and Willow Rustic Saison. Fantastic. Yeah, the, the beers I had last night, Rough Waters. I'll get some for the podcast. Okay, that'd be cool. Really cool. Yeah, this is great. This this might actually, this is a different Saison. Oh, that's really good. Mm. The rock that's fantastic. Yeah. Landwash Brewery in Mount Pearl is the... They're we knocking some out of the park. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think personally... Oh, I'm going to get teased by this because I always make fun of Mount Pearl. Mount Pearl is this like little suburb in our city. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the place where people, you know, go It's like to a live. commuter yeah. town. When, you, when you've given yeah. up on life and you don't want to have any more sex, <laughs> you move out to Mount Pearl and you go, you know, you set up your shed. And we always say it's the Shelbyville to our uh, St. John's, which is uh, – But I think now they have the best brewery on the island. Port Rexton? I, I love Port Rexton, but Landwash is – Landwash is a young, hip Port Reston. I don't know. They're both top. I would put Port Reston yeah. on It's a little, a little too hip when you go in there and there's people. Like, oh. I saw a guy make playing with some kind of game that was made out of like artisanal wood. And yeah. he was there with someone else who was knitting. And yeah. I was like, why did everyone come here to like knit and play with like old wooden <laughs> pegs? Like, <laughs> I know. I went in one time. This is a true story. Yeah. I went in with my girlfriend and we were just like, let's go on. You know, we always, every time we're up towards Costco in the suburbs, yeah. uh, we stop in and have a few beers. We went in and sat down and there was like, and I recognized a couple of guys. And one of the guys, I know him, he's, he's like a really nice, helpful guy, always doing good stuff for the community. And he's like, oh man, we're, uh, you know, they had like every table had like boxes of cards and like crafty stuff and they were like oh we're making like cards for sick kids and i was like yeah i'm just gonna drink <laughs> and he was like it was like oh you can work. make a few cards i was like oh god you know it's like <laughs> so i like glued a heart onto one and then i was like uh hope you don't have cancer jimmy like what? <laughs> All right, what do i do like i don't know the kid i don't know what he has and i was literally like get better soon champ <laughs> Literally, side Josh, guy enjoying beer. <laughs> so they had a card making? Yeah, it's okay. a really nice thing, right? It is like, a nice it's idea. a nice thing, but to me, I was just like flying blind, you know? <laughs> and uh, now that said, 
Uh, I did. Delicious. Yeah, I did get involved. A friend of mine was like writing letters to sh- soldiers, Canadian soldiers overseas. Yeah. So I wrote a few of those. That oh, yeah. was nice. But it was it was funny to go in for did a beer. Did you do that at a brewery though? No. Yeah, I don't want stuff like that thrown on me when I'm trying to enjoy my beer. Yeah, like when you do stuff for other people, it's awesome. You know, I, I volunteer a fair bit. Yeah. And I like it. But I also don't like that whole forced aspect where like, you know, oh, would you like to give a dollar to the sick kids when you're checking out? Yeah. Leave people alone. <laughs> uh, let's get back into the album. Yes. We did Still Life and The Trooper last episode. We did. Uh, now, this is where a lot of people would say the album kind of dips a little. Dips? Quest for Fire. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Three minutes, 40 seconds, short and sweet. People complain a lot about mm. this. People's main problem with this album, and they as soon as you bring it up, if you look on like forums, if you look online, if you hear people talking about it, they always mention this, this one lyric, and this is what they focus on. So for some reason, this whole, like, dinosaurs and people living together. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they just talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. People just hear that word dinosaurs. And, it, and they and go it crazy. Them, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, like, we hated the, and you see it on the TV. Well, yeah, I was, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we'd be hypocrites to say that. Every time they do that. And it does kind of yeah. seem silly. that yeah. It's like, in a time when dinosaurs walked the earth, when yeah. land was swamp and caves were home. Yeah. In an age when prized possession was fire to search for landscapes, men would roam. Yeah. So it's this whole like Flintstones thing on the go with like totally dinosaurs. But I, I thought I kind of thought that was the point. It's like so campy and yeah. funny. Like, look, I agree that this this part of the album and even to the next two tracks to a lesser extent are like a little bit of a drop off. But we've been on like a greatest hits album till now like this when you're an eight next yeah. to next to five tens you yeah, know what i mean it's true what you're saying like you know? okay so you we have so far we have where eagles dare yeah which is like insanely good revelations which is insane yeah flight of icarus and die with your boots on the trooper and still life exactly there's no lulls on this album no kate upton's ugly friend is still the <laughs> hottest woman you've ever seen right like you know that when when you're at that it's just a great album so i i this is the way i take this track yeah, totally cheddar cheese. Yeah, I, I, it also every time I listen to it, it makes me think of the fact like, literally, fl- f- Quest for Fire like was a real thing. Like, yeah, and not only that, Northern countries like how you'd preserve and keep fires. Like, so much of our sedentary must have just been like feeding a fire all the time. Yeah, to keep you the know? fire going. And this the other thing about this is this track to me is just a giant bass line, you know, which I kind of like. All yeah. I hear is the bass. Yeah, it, I think it's a solid song. That dinosaurs yeah. thing. Like, if he had of. Like it's it's not nothing for Maiden to sing about like fantastical kind of yeah fantastical is that a word it is we, fantastic it's, yeah mythical stuff yeah like he's they sing about flight of Icarus which is about a guy making wax and feather wings yeah. and flying up be, the, be careful close now, up buddy. to the sky be careful. you know what I mean be careful there, but we don't say like oh that <laughs> no. could never happen I you know. could never do that that doesn't make any sense that song sucks I know I you'd know. never say that no one's like oh this lake is drawing me in yeah, yeah that's ridiculous yeah, the, this pool is drawing me there in my nightmares yeah People the like, Crimean War like never... that totally happened <laughs> I mean all of them are made up but uh, for some reason this dinosaurs thing if he had said in a time when giants walked the earth yeah I don't think anyone would even like question it. Ooh, I got a, I got a theory. In a time when, yeah, something else. I got a the theory. Earth. Maybe they threw the dinosaurs in to piss off the religious people you brought up in the <laughs> last episode, right? They're like, 
you know, long before Genesis, <laughs> which totally never happened. Man. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> if he had said in a time when giants yeah. roamed the earth, in a time when gods, you know, made it and t- took it into, like, mythology, in a time when gods walked the earth or something, mm. people would hear that and just be like, oh, okay. Well, it's, yeah. But dinosaurs, for some reason, just really bothers people. It's got that cheddar cheese, though, too. Like, you know, like the Alexander the Great. Yeah. It's got, you know, those cheddar, cheddar the cheese lyrics. The lyrics, too, it's yeah. like, do, 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 That's right. Just the way the lyrics go, it's very kind of cheesy sounding. I've got a quote here from Bruce, and he says, I remember Steve said, here's a new lyric. In a time when dinosaurs walked the earth in a land where swamps and caves were home, all to a merry Irish jig rhythm with these octave leaps in the middle. I said, come on, you've got to be joking. I thought, bloody hell, but I did it. More to prove it could be done than anything else. <laughs> so even Bruce thought it was like half cheesy. Yeah. And the, the weird way that he like jumps up an octave. That's right. Um, it's, I don't know. It is a little cheesy. It's based on a book mm. which got turned into a movie called Quest for Fire, which I watched not very long ago. Yeah. I watched the movie Quest for Fire. Uh, there's no dinosaurs in it. No. <laughs> it's basically about cavemen. Or I'm, I know I'm sounding very unscientific, hung mm-hmm. cavemen. I'm not sure what type of pre, you know. I don't know if they're Homo habilis or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I did anth- a few anthropology courses. Yeah. that was 20 years ago. Um, but I watched the movie. It's n- it's it's an okay movie, but it's basically like you said, they're tending a fire and they lose the fire and then they go to try to find it again. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other stuff happens. It's, I don't know. It's I. I wouldn't recommend it, but it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I just kind of wanted to say that I watched it to see if there's anything I could take when we did covered the song. Definitely, it's not really worth watching. Pretty good track. Um, I wouldn't even call it filler. I'd say it's a good track. Mm. A lot of people call it filler. A lot of people say it's it gets a lot of hate. Um, I think it's kind of like Iron Maiden does power metal. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you change the lyrics to like a battle. Huh. But kept the vocal melody the same. This could be like a Man of War song. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like that. I don't know. It has that like rhythm to it. Hmm. I don't know. Bo- Bruce's vocals, I can see they're a little bit shrill. You know what I mean? He goes yeah. to those really high notes. But I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I do too. It's just it's it's can't be fun. So I don't know if I'm like liking it because sometimes I find when people like crap all over a song that I like, I like tend to mm. stick up for it and like yeah. it a bit more. I feel like I do that kind of with like the Blaze albums. People just hate them so much that I'm yeah. like, no, they're awesome. When I'm like, well, maybe they're not awesome. They're really good. I I think or X Factor. Anyway. I, I can extend an olive branch yeah. to those people, and yeah. I'll say this: this is definitely one of the worst tracks on this album. But yeah. it's still an excellent track. Yeah, that's like saying "Best of the Beast." The worst yeah. track is. <laughs> I know. So I don't know. That's my point. This is Kate Up- Upton's <laughs> ugliest friend. Like, no, this is this is this track. Yes, it's you can pick holes in it. It's still a good track. Yeah. It's yeah. not a perfect track on a perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect album that doesn't have. Yeah. That has a track. Yeah. Or two that aren't perfect. Um, forget about the vocals. The instrumental parts in this yeah. song are awesome. There's a bunch of really awesome guitar solos. Um, there's a solo that goes like, it starts with Adrian, goes into Dave Murray, with tons of like little harmonies in there. Uh, like, I think this is just great Maiden. I don't know how people can dislike the track that has a guitar solo like this in it. Yeah. 
I don't know how you can listen to that and not like the song. Mm-hmm. Um, can we just get off? Can everyone just agree to get off this whole like he says the word dinosaurs? Just get over it. It's I a good song. Know. It's a I good like, song. I'd be quite a hypocrite if I didn't. If I told people they couldn't dwell on one word, I've done I've done <laughs> know, way worse than true. that. I just I think in the last episode I talked about still life that intro. Just yeah. noise. Sometimes one or two things just stick with you, but also like you hear it all the time. I guarantee you those people they hear it every it's time. It's the first lyric yeah. too, and it really sticks out. In a time when dinosaurs were yeah. on the earth, what? Yeah, I know. And then I think people maybe that their brain just gets yeah. a switch goes off in their brain, and then they forget about that part yeah. I just played, that instrumental part. With those solos. It's awesome. Yeah. When you hear it on the TV, that just kills yeah, that, me, right? Yeah, that one line and, doing that song. you know, and you said throughout the whole thing, you're like, but it's a good song. It's good. And I was like, I can't hear past it. Yeah. So I'd be a hypocrite. I just find this funny. Yeah. Like when dinosaurs are on the earth, I just laugh. But I mean, it's a good song. Yeah. It shouldn't get the hate it gets online. I think yeah. it's a it's a very, very good song. Do you know what I say to Catchy those people? Chorus, I love Do you it know too. what I say to those people? Hate on my friends. <laughs> Lean into it. If, if, if it bugs you that much, enjoy it. Savor it. So the outro to the song I'm mm. gonna play too. This is really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love mm. the way the song ends. And the mm. other thing is, it's short and sweet. It's it three is. minutes and forty seconds. It's just yeah. a cool. I don't know. If this was seven or eight minutes long, I know I would be like enough with the dinosaurs already. <laughs> <laughs> enough with the dinosaurs, yeah. But it's cool. They never played the song live. Mm. Um, so I guess that just shows they didn't think it was that strong of a song. I read some people online saying this is the worst Maiden song. Oh, I would. I think that's a hurt. I so. think it is. This is better than Half of Fear of the Dark. <sighs> I, I want to go down that rabbit some hole. Some of Fear of the Dark. I don't know Some of half. Fear of the Dark, I, I yeah. I think through, think through. But there is, like, I would take this over a lot of the songs yeah. of Fear of the Dark of, Good fuel. We split a bit on further. I think you're harder on it. Yeah, I yeah. went pretty hard on further. You, yeah, well, I don't know. Virtual Eleven is coming up. Virtual Eleven, I think that the album gets a bad rap. You said only because Fear of the Dark is the worst album. Yeah, it's worse than Virtual I, Eleven. Okay, I've listened to Virtual Eleven. Yeah, not a lot. Like yeah. I know it. I listen to it relatively I listen well. to that a lot. I'm teeing it up now. Yeah. I'm gonna dig into it. I'm on going yeah. into this with the belief this is. With the feeling, yeah, that this is the worst. But remember one the of the X worst. Factor, yeah, because you thought the same about the. No, X no, no. I never like thought that. I thought I th- the one I swapped around was No Prayer. I thought No Prayer was way worse than this. Um, it, okay. It's still not a ta- like. Look, these are in the bottom six made albums. What we're talking about now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not putting Dance agree. of Death below any of them. You're not putting, you know, Matter, Life, and Death yeah. is way above them in my eyes. Yeah, Book of Souls. Agree, like, what are you putting down there below them? Yeah. So this, you're you're talking about your bottom five. Yeah. Bottom, they're in the bottom five. Bottom. But, people but they talk are the about, bottom four. People talk about, we're getting on yeah. a tangent again. Okay. We'll get back on this album. But yeah. people talk about Virtual Eleven. Yes. Like, it's, they're like, that album's garbage. It's, it's whatever. And I'm like, it's not garbage. It's it's like, it yeah. is what it is. It doesn't sound anything like what we're listening to exactly. now at all because it's a different band. That's right. In a different phase, it's doing most. It's like almost like a prog rock album with a new lead singer. Like, accept it for what it is and listen to it. And yeah. I still think it's one of the like bottom Maiden albums. That's right. But I mean, people talk about it like it's like. But you could you could bend what you've just said to Fear of the Dark. <laughs> Had the Klansman on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Future real and the Klansman. Anyway, back yeah. to the song. Fair enough. Um, Put anyway. this song on Virtual Eleven. 
do an acoust- acoustic track. version on, on Fear of the Dark <laughs> and, and remove it from this album. I, I, I don't think it's that bad, but I, I find the dinosaur thing funny. I could see I, – I would normally be the kind of guy who would hate this. Yeah. So I'm totally like – they're my peeps right now. Maybe I'm, you just so, love I'm, dinosaurs. I'm standing in solidarity with all the people that hate this song, <laughs> even though I don't hate it. Next track. Let's do it. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Sun and Steel. I love this song. I love the song too. Yeah. So uh, they named a beer after it. So they did, didn't they? they did. Yeah, and we had that. Oh, buddy James sent us some. That's oh, right. That's right. And that was the sake beer. So this is a Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith song. Yep. Uh, three minutes twenty five seconds is short. It's a real short, like rocking mm. single. Uh, totally underrated. I think people. It's on the back of the album. And yeah. I think this album, this song maybe gets forgotten about. Yeah, and it's so quick, and like the way Bruce opens up too, and the vocals is yeah. awesome. But is there a Japanese tie in here? Like, yeah, how do so you say "Sun and Steel"? This song is about a Japanese samurai named Miyamoto uh. Musashi. Ooh. So he was a ronin, which means a masterless samurai. Um, and the lyrics are like totally about him. He's actually Joe Rogan has a full sleeve tattoo of this guy. What? Yes. If you look at a picture of Joe Rogan's tattoo. Joe Rogan also has like a Of a Miyamoto Musashi, this, yeah. uh, this, the guy that this song is about. I went online and like read all about him. Uh, when he was 13, fought his first duel. He fought a swordsman named... And he killed him, Arima obviously. Kahai posted yeah. a public challenge to anyone who wanted to duel. Musashi accepted and Kahai attacked it with a samurai sword. Musashi fought him with a six-foot quarterstaff, threw him to the ground, and hit him between the eyes and beat him to death. So that's the lyric. When he was 13. So the lyrics in the song are, you killed your first man at 13, killer instinct, animal supreme. Wow. That's what this. That's what those. How old was the dude who threw the challenge? Probably in his twenties. I don't know. Got got killed by a 13 year old. Holy shit. When he was 16, he gave all his possessions to his sister. And went wandering the land dueling. And uh, he defeated the samurai named Tadashima Akiyama. Man. When you're 16. So that's the lyrics. By 16, you had learned to fight the way of the warrior. You took it as your right. By 16, you had learned to fight the way of the warrior. You took it as your right. Yeah. So the songs are like directly about this guy. He invented this style of fighting with two swords. Yeah. This, like, large sword and this thing called, like, a companion sword. Yeah. And he invented this style of fighting. He basically came up with it. And he was also a master of, like, throwing weapons, like stars and daggers. Uh, he fought more than 60 sword fights and never lost a duel. And then when he retired, he became, like, this philosopher. And he wrote this thing called the Book of Five Rings. Really? So book one uh, – hold on. I have it written down here. Book The Book of Earth – the Book of Water, the Book of Fire, the bo- Book of Wind, and the Book of the Void. Wow. And so in the lyrics of the song, they say, Through earth and water, fire and wind, you came at last nothing was the end. Through earth and water, fire and wind, 
So that's talking about these five books. So these lyrics, if you look at like at the lyrics of the song, they're all like directly about this specific Japanese ronin. I thought it was just about a guy who killed someone. Nope. It's about yeah. Now it makes sense. Guy, yeah. Wow. Wow, so that's if you cool. Google Joe Rogan's tattoos. You can see yeah. he has a. A samurai. We should have some sake with this. I mean, you got like all those nice bottles out in the shed. Oh, man, we have one little something yeah. steals left. We should have drank it. <gasps> pause the podcast. Go get it. Do you want me to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm literally going to pause the podcast. Hold on, people. Okay, I'm back. We're back. I'm back from the shed. So yes. I ran outside. Yes. Went to the shed. Yeah. Went to the beer fridge and got our last sun and steel, which you can't get in Canada yet. From their perspective. There was no, there was no time. You yeah, do no, realize that, right? Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was sitting there. Um, I need a bottle opener for this. You got one behind there. Should I play the clip again? Yes. Do you okay. have a Japanese version of the clip? I don't. Uh. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. This is the Good Iron enough. Maiden, the Sun and Steel. So. Yeah, great one, James. In honor favorite of favorite listener. Yeah. <laughs> one of our favorite listeners. Yes. Samurai swords. He got a shirt after, didn't he? We mailed him a, I didn't yeah, him a shirt. Yeah, sent him a shirt. Um, one of uh, the samurai swords, they like fold the steel so many times, right? They create all of the, put all of the, by pounding it a certain way, they put all the, they line it up in uh, all of the atoms in a certain direction. So it became super sharp, right? Is that how it works? I believe they pound it over and over again. So that it's like. I know they fold the steel yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But, uh. Sun and Steel. Cheers. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. That's fantastic. It's even better when you're talking about it. 13-year-old. I you can't know believe what? we didn't think to drink a Sun and Steel yeah. during talking about Sun and Steel. I mean, I'm glad you thought of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These, uh, these... 13-year-old beat a, beat a guy who challenges people to duels to death <laughs> with Miyamoto a stick. Miyamoto Musashi was a badass man. Man. Why definitely. a 13-year-old beating like some swordsman to death with a, you know, with a stick, basically? I know. Anyway, it's good uh, good fodder for Maiden lyrics. That's excellent fodder. But yeah, the song is about a lot more than just like a guy that killed him. The guy. <laughs> yeah, and another tie to Japan. Maiden have quite a, a Japanese tie. Yeah, they're big you in know? Japan. Maiden Japan. Years after Maiden Japan. Um, is it Adrian written writing credit? So I assume Adrian wrote the riffs and Bruce wrote the lyrics. Mm. Um, I love the gallop and the energy in this one. This is another one that has sort of a Maiden gallop in it. like gallop it's pretty cool love it that's very maideny yeah and the chorus to me is what like makes the song like it, the lead up is really cool but the sun and steel the chorus so catchy the harmonies
So that, the harmonies there, sounds Bruce on Bruce. Is yep. not Bruce Adrian? No, I don't think no. Adrian's singing any He might be. Mm. But I know I hear multiple Bruce harmony lines there. Mm. We should do a thing where we isolate all of, all of Adrian's singing. Yeah. But yeah. So the solo is all Dave Murray. Mm. Not an like, amazing solo. Yeah. It's a pretty good solo, but it doesn't blow my mind. Yeah, it's a it's an okay solo. It's like it fits the song, but it doesn't really blow my mind. It's not memorable. Mm. But uh, this is a good solid track, and I think it's yeah. better than Quest for Fire. Yeah, it's high energy. It's high energy. It has that yeah. maiden gallop. Yeah. I never hear anyone talking about this one. Yeah, I don't get the that. The subject either. matter is badass, man. Oh, it's awesome. It's very cool. Yeah. So the last track, to tame a land. To tame a land. Epic Closer. Another great track. Right. So this song was originally titled Dune. Mm. Ooh. Based on the Dune novel by Frank Herbert, which I have right here, which I just read. You just read this? Well, I read it in the last couple of weeks. Why didn't you watch the movie? Uh, the movie sucks, man. I know. Um, I read that this book. This is huge. Yeah, I read that when I was in junior high, and I loved it. It's a really, really good book. I can't express how good that book is if you're into that kind of stuff. Is I read this like it sci-fi. Yeah, it's science fiction. I read it when I was in junior high. I went back and read it again. Well, I just kind of picked it up and started reading it again, like because we we're going to do this album. Yeah. Uh, of, like back before we even started the first episode on this album. Yeah. I forgot how good this novel is. It's so good. It's so good that now I am reading this one, Dune Messiah, which is book two, which I never ever did read. Wow. I'm like hooked on these Dune books again. I might. Uh... Get that first book off you there. It's really stage. good. It's, yeah. it's one of those books that like sucks you in. It does such a good job of like, I would compare it to, you know how Lord of the Rings, they paint this. Did you ever read those three books? The Lord of the Rings books? No, I never read them. Okay. Because they, they have this full like universe that they like build with like build, history yeah. and languages and everything. And this is That's what right. this book's really good at. Mm. It's just really interesting. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. There's so much good stuff to read. I mean, I spent so much time in high school playing Dungeons and Dragons and like oh, yeah? reading, okay. reading like Dragonlance books that it's, it's sad that I never read Lord of the Rings. Okay. But it was just, I remember there were people into it and there's another yeah. thing again. I read I those like, in junior high too, but this yeah. is, uh, I think this is way better. Yeah. This uh, is better. Yeah. I remember from reading Lord of the Rings years ago, it seemed like there was a lot of, I enjoyed them when I read them, but it seemed like there was a lot of like walking and singing songs. Totally. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more, but that's kind of what I remember. That was 30 years ago I read those books. So I have the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy on Blu-ray, like the okay. extended one. Yeah. And I have the Star Wars trilogy on Blu-ray. Okay. I have like the Godfather and I have these various trilogies and like, I love sitting down. Like, I've done this now. Yeah. Last time I did it was like a year and a half ago. Sat down, like, killed a weekend. It is, man, he did such a great job. Of Whether or not you, you love the Lord of the Rings, it's just so awesome. Oh, the the movies. The movies are amazing. Yeah. Like There's a new Dune movie coming out in, like, a year or two. It's in yeah. pre-production now or something. Or they've started filming it, I think. 
Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. Who, who starred in the original one? Oh, I can't remember. There's so many yeah. iterations of making like a Dune movie. There was like someone bought the rights and tried to do it and then failed. And then there's yeah. like there's a whole documentary called like Jodorowsky's Dune or something. I like really that. don't know much about it. I always confuse. I was confusing my mind with like Blade Runner for some reason. Oh no, this has nothing yeah, to do completely with that. This different. is like an epic. Like you get in these novels. Yeah. Um, I think like they go like there's a huge universe, and then there's like a prehistory mm. to all this stuff that happens in the novels that. Uh, it like they only mention these things like there's I don't I don't want to get too far into the books because we're no. like trying to stick on the maiden song yeah but there's like this full history to the universe and they just make these like casual remarks to it and yeah. then later on they do full books that fill in fill in the gaps yeah you I know, think there's like twenty novels or something but then who defines the universe that's what's so frustrating Frank me about Herbert. the yeah well exactly but, and then his son I think took it over. Okay. Yeah. And, and he wrote all the other ones. If I he think. gave him the inside ball, not to digress too much, but yeah. <laughs> Star Star Wars, like since they sold it to Disney, yeah. like George Lucas had this whole vision, yeah, right? And now obviously he totally messed up the prequels anyway. I've but stopped paying attention to it. I'm like I, I don't even know if this counts. Yeah, Star, I just have Star the original Wars, trilogy. I have the other ones too. And I always but, wonder, like, was Star Wars even really good or was I just like yeah. – but now 10 years old when I watched it. No, they're amazing. You haven't okay. watched them? Oh, my I God. I have. I've seen them a lot of times. Holy God. I haven't seen them in a long time. But I remember seeing, like, the original ones. But if I saw them for the first time now, I mean, would they be good? Or yes. would I just be like, eh? The original trilogy yeah. is amazing. Is it because you grew up with them? And no, it's because it's, a, it's, it's, it? no, it's because it's objectively amazing. And if you don't think that, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's I don't know, a man. fact. I'm not so sure now. Fact. I'm not so sure. Fact. I think if I saw those movies now for the first time, I don't know how I would feel about them. Do you like the Godfather trilogy? Yeah. Like, well, the Godfather 2 movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing, right? The Godfather's better than Star Wars. That's <laughs> a diagram. Now we're up. We went back from to, Maiden to, 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 to Godfather. To Star Wars to yeah. Godfather. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, so Frank Herbert wrote the book Dune. Yes. They contacted Frank Herbert for permission to use the name Dune. This is the reply that they got back when they asked Frank Herbert for permission to use the name Dune for the song. Uh, Frank Herbert doesn't like rock bands, particularly heavy rock bands, and especially bands like Iron Maiden. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they had to call it uh, To Tame a Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few pressings in Europe, European pressings of the vinyl that have it listed as Dune on the label. Really? Uh, yeah. And they're not very hard to come by. I looked them up. They're like 12 or 16 euros yeah. for like a copy. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. I don't want to spend. I almost bought one for eight euros. Just to but have But the it. shipping was 20 euros. And I was like, I have like multiple copies of Peace of Mind already in multiple formats. <laughs> you have like so many. You have it on every format. Yeah. So do you have it on an 8-track? I do not have any 8-tracks of Maiden. God. Oh God! Don't put have that in my lived? brain. Have you lived? Have you <laughs> but lived? I mean, I don't need to spend all. Should this you money even have a podcast? <laughs> just for a misprint album, yeah. Label. You know, mm, I don't know. They're don't not know. hard to come by anyway. I don't um, know. So this is basically what Bruce has to say about this song, which is kind of what I just talked about. This this song now has got a little bit of a story to it. We uh, on the on the way down, we had a song called "The Phantom of the Opera," and. Uh, Last album we had a song called Hallowed Be Thy Name, right? And we had just about every album we tried to go for like a, a real long song, like a long sort of seven or eight minute epic job, you know? And uh, we did one on this album, and originally 
It was called Dune, right after a science fiction book by Michael Frank Herbert, which uh, one of Steve's songs. Now, Frank Herbert, it turns out, doesn't like rock and roll bands, doesn't like long hair, denim, and all the rest of it, and really hates people like you and me. So we had to change the title of the song because Mr. Frank Herbert objected to it. And we had to call it To Tame a Land. Now, uh, my own personal views on what I think of Frank Herbert are pretty unprintable, and for legal reasons, I'm not allowed to say exactly what we in the band think of Mr. Herbert, but um, I'm sure you can think of something that's more than adequate, alright? You know, if you want to. Uh, something along there. Anyway. This is a song, it was called to you, and it's now called To Tame a Land. It's about seven and a half minutes long, so here we go. Pin your light back. Right. So you can see how Bruce was saying, like, they had Phantom of the Opera, then Hallowed Be Thy Name. They have these like epic songs, and this is another epic song. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they wanted to call it Dune. They could allowed. have though. It's not a copyright thing, is it? Like, I think it is. When we get to what the next thing I want to talk about, which is the lyrics. The one thing I don't like about the song are the lyrics. They're very literal. Remember how we kind of we we both agreed that we loved Alexander the Great. Yeah, but yeah. it kind of bugged us that the lyrics were so like literal. Yes. It's just like saying facts. Yeah. This song is exactly the same. It's the same complaint. Um, he's basically just dropping all these terms from the Dune novel. So if you're a Dune fan like you are, he's just reading out a description of what's happening in Dune. Or... Basically. <laughs> like, here's an example. So it sounds like a bunch of gibberish if you haven't read the novel. Yeah. But he's just basically like picking these things that don't have anything to do with each other and just like yeah. dropping them in. He's like, he's okay, so yeah. it takes place on this planet called Arrakis. And it's a desert planet. Yeah. And they mine the sands for like spice. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's, he's the king of all the land in the kingdom of the sands of a time tomorrow. He rules the sandworms yeah. and the freemen. No, but I could picture right now a, a, a Star Wars one about Mos Eisley and, and exactly. you know, another yeah. one and with like Jabba the Hutt and the Bounty Hunter. And so a lot of that came from Dune. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I can see that, but I mean, imagine if someone was writing a song that you'd think it was so super cheesy. Yeah, exactly. So... Slash awesome. <laughs> Go so on. So in Dune, they're on the sand planet and then <laughs> he gets into this uh, lyric where he's like, He's the Kwisat Haderach. He is born of Kaladan and will take the Gom Jabbar. Yeah. These are just like random little specific things in the novel. That he just grabs and throws in. Like, 
he doesn't explain anything about the Kwisatz Haderach. He just drops the term in there. And that, there's a whole big mythology in the uh, novel I don't want to get into. Yeah. About like... Kind of feel like you do want to get into it. I, I'm with you on not getting into <laughs> the, it. It's like a man who's bred to have special powers. Mm. Is a Kwisatz. He's like almost like a chosen one kind of thing. Yeah. Caladan's a planet that he's from. Gam Jabbar is this very specific thing. Like it's a poisonous needle right. that you wear on your finger. So he has to take this... <laughs> He yeah. has to take this test. He puts his hand in this black box to see how much pain he can take. And then they mm-hmm. hold this needle against your neck and it's poison. And if you pull your hand out, they, like, kill you. And you have, it's, like, a way to tell if you're this chosen one or whatever. Um, I'm simplifying <laughs> it. But, like, these very obscure, like... You're well, simplifying very... <laughs> because a more complex way to tell you if you're chosen one makes it better. But oh it's, like, God. these specific things from the novel. Yeah, they're just They're not dropped. obscure because yeah. they're main plot points. But they're, there's, he's just like grabbing them from anywhere and just dropping them in his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really stupid to me. Does this ruin the song for you? Uh, no, because the song's so awesome. The instrumental's mm-hmm. so awesome. But yeah. just like slapping terms. It's like Alexander the Great isn't ruined yeah. just because he's basically reading the Wikipedia entry <laughs> for like Alexander the Great over awesome music. Yeah. You know what I mean? We always there's make fun of someone people out, who yeah. died of fever in, in, in Babylon. Babylon. There's got to be like, someone out there who passed a test. <laughs> I think we already died about that, but man... <laughs> But you know what? Like, but it just sounds really awkward. Mm. Instrumentally, it's amazing. The random things, but it's like you said with Star Wars. Like, if 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 they had a song and it was like, mm. uh, he was born on Tatooine. Yeah, he uh, became a Jedi. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he freed a Wookiee from Kashyyyk, and yeah. then he, he, he went fought to, the Rancor, and he made a deal with a Sarlacc. They just picked all these things and dropped them in. Mm. And there's no like, it's no poetry to it. It's just like randomly dropping terms in. Yeah. So that's one of the things with the song that I like, get, you gotta kind of me, annoys me. You got to give me one or two minutes on Star Wars. Okay, go for it. So <laughs> Star Wars. I'm, I I spent a lot of time in the Star Wars universe reading books and yeah. all the stuff back in the in the nineties, and obviously I'm a diehard Star yeah. Wars fan. And there's all these little things in the Star Wars movies that were part of the universe that were in the movies. Yeah. Like Han Solo, when they go, they'll drop their garbage before they go to warp speed. Yeah. And he, like, drifts into the garbage. He was a TIE fighter pilot. Yeah. Right? And most people don't know that. And yeah. he was stationed. He was conscripted. And he was on Kashyyyk, and he freed uh, um, Jesus Chewie. Yeah. And and they took off. And so there's, like, all these little things yeah. that are around that, that are planted in there. He dropped the spice and took off because the Emperor was at him. That's and that was the spice the that he owed Jabba. Right. Absolutely. So you know the trilogy. They're, they're awesome. I, re- I saw the original trilogy yes. many, many times when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I read a few novels because there's some mm. that happened after. Yeah. And then I kind of lost tr- touch because the original, the, tri- the prequel trilogy came out. Yeah. Which I saw in the theater and haven't seen since but was not sure. impressed with. Yeah. And I saw a couple since then. I think I'm a few movies behind. Yeah. But I just was kind of like, you're just milking it now. This is kind of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where I want to go with it. Which the, is, I feel like I grew out of the Star there's Wars. There's so thing. much stuff in the movie yeah. that wasn't explained. Like, one of the big, like, they're like, oh, he finds Obi-Wan Kenobi and they go on this adventure. Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi was on Tatooine to watch out for him. Yeah. And he was there, and Yoda was waiting to train him and was so old because he kept himself alive to train Luke. He had all this planned. Okay. And he, and he hid himself using his force power so they couldn't find so him. So you would love Dagobah. Dune because Dune yeah. is the same way. So, Dune has, right? like, the story that's going mm. on. But then they reference all these little things. Yeah. And then there's li- novels later that go back and 
flesh all that stuff out. Exactly. But yeah. now you like got Dune, a bunch of yeah. millionaires at Disney that are making it and are like, how do we put a casino in this to make fun of rich people? And I'm yeah. like, you this social justice more cute characters for merch. Non yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they like it's a toy machine and I get yeah. all that aspect of it. But now it's it's does it even count? So you should read Dune because yeah. I think you would love it. Yeah. Anyway, Dune's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, right, we'll look into it. So we should get into the song. Oh, we're we're doing our Iron Maiden podcast now. We're not doing our uh, <laughs> talking uh, Dune. Yeah. Our our yeah our our, our celibacy uh, <laughs> nerd yeah. lore podcast. So the bass playing on the song is awesome. It has this kind of like Middle Eastern sounding riff, which suits mm. like the desert feel of like Dune. Breakdown in the middle reminds me of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. minutes is just an awesome maiden instrumental it's great solos it's like an amazing song so the lyrics don't really ruin it for me mm-hmm. they just kind of annoy me a little bit i think the song could be so much stronger the first solo in the song by dave murray yeah. uh i'll just play it now we'll talk about it after i play it So that's the first solo, Dave Murray. Second solo, Adrian Smith. Two solos yeah. together and then into that uh, guitar harmony part. Yeah. Awesome. That almost awesome sounds kind of synthy or weird, doesn't it? Yeah, What's it kind of has a somewhere in time feel to it. Yeah. I, think. I know what you mean, sort of. Yeah. The guitar tones or something. Musically, it's awesome. The one the one issue I have with this song, and it's a small issue, yeah. is well, you brought up the lyrics. I just find he punches through a lot of them. You yeah, know it's I mean? like he has these like lyrics about... He's just like banging them out. banging them out. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's just an epic track. And it's yeah, excellent. it is a really great epic. Yeah, uh, it's a good album closer on Peace of Mind, which is a great album. Yeah, a listener emailed us a while ago, and I stuck it aside until we 
covered the song. Until the dinosaurs roamed the earth again. <laughs> he said parts of the song are based on Asturias by Spanish composer and pianist Isaac Albaniz. So here's the maiden part that he's talking about. So he says that that is based on this song. I think that's just a case of pattern matching. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think you can definitely link them up. Like I mean. that is definitely what the Doors based this song "Spanish Caravan" on. Interesting. But I don't hear the similarity between the Maiden one so much. I hear the pattern similarity. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a stretch, though, to say I think that's based on it. But yeah. I read a few times and in forums and stuff, people always talk about how Maiden kind of took that part from this classical song. It's definitely an interesting comparison. That's a good uh, yeah. good point. Out by that's that a good listener. email. By, yeah. I should have written down who sent yeah. us that. It was like a year yeah. ago. Wow. That they sent that email. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe inspired a little bit. Yeah. It could be a coincidence. Mm. It could be just, you know, one of those things where you hear a song and then you, because I've picked up guitar before and like start playing something and it sounds really cool and then being like oh wait no that's yeah you know what i mean that's from something else well it's it's also mathematical right there's only so many variations right that's true guys just sat there and been like oh change this up a lot oh wait no that's been done i mean you know you're you're dealing with a finite system yeah and you do come up with like songs that are similar independently yeah i don't know I don't. I I hear the similarity that he's talking about. Mm. I don't think it's based on that. Great anyway. song, great track. Yeah. Overall, it's a really great closer. No hell would be mm. thy name. It's not that. I'm not on that level of closer. No. But it's a great closer on a great album. All over. Overall, such a great album. I give it a six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Side one is flawless. Flawless, absolutely. Side two, Quest for Fire is a little bit of a cheesy lyric, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah. To tame a land, the lyrics. A little, a little bit. bit awkward, yeah. but I mean, nothing I would really complain about. Yeah, We're so, digging, looking for yeah. nitpicking, right? Some people, you know, don't love Die With Your Boots On, but... Yeah, and yeah. I used to be like that until we started mm. doing this episode and I listened to it, and I was like, the song's actually awesome. Yeah. Because I used to always think, if you die, if you yeah. want to die, if you're going to die, if you're, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I used to think of that and be like, meh. I know. That's a very small part of the song. I've started to buy in that philosophy now to the point where I'm afraid to take off my boots. <laughs> so into it um, yeah Flight of Icarus Trooper probably two of my faves yeah it's awesome Yeah, great great album such a great album great artwork perfect and you know what underappreciated pin between 
you know, Beast and Power Slave. Like it's just underappreciated. Yeah, it is underappreciated. It really is. Although like it's, I think it's, it's Peace it, of Mind and Power Slave kind of get lumped together a lot. Yeah, by hardcore main people like you. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the Power Slave tour was another level. This oh, was we never talked about the World Peace tour. Ooh, let's talk about it. Uh, May 1983 to December 1983. Mm. Um, the album came out May 16th, 1983. So 11 shows of the tour before the album came out. So only yeah. the Icarus single was out when they started the tour. And then 11 shows into the tour, the album dropped. So they did 150 shows, which is a big tour. Wow. 150 shows. Wow. It's not world slavery uh, level, no. but it's was still a big 189 tour. 189 or 192, was it? <laughs> so the set list, they opened up with uh, Where Eagles Dare, mm-hmm. the album opener, which is a great, great way to open your concert. Um, the versions of Where Eagles Dare... Um, from a lot of the bootlegs from this tour are just like insane. Like Bruce just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of one of them here. I meant to play this when we did where Eagles Dare. I'll play it now. I mean, you can hear how intense the band play yeah. sounds there. They just sound awesome. Where Eagles Dare, Wrathchild, The Trooper, Revelations, Sanctuary, Flight of Icarus, Die With Your Boots On, 22 Acacia Avenue, Number of the Beast, To Tame a Land, Guitar Solo, Drum Solo, Hallowed Be Thy Name, Iron Maiden, Encore, Run to the Hills, and Drifter. God, and or Prowler. How many of those tracks were off the album? You went through uh, that so quick. Where but Eagles six. Dare, The Trooper, yeah. Revelations, yeah. Flight of Icarus, Die With Your Boots On, Do, To Tame yeah. a Land. To Tame Six, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, wow, that's awesome. It seems, it seems so weird to have, like, to tame a land in the set. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. Also, Still mm. Life was in the set list. Yeah. For I played a clip of that before. Still Life was in the set list for a while. Fan of the Opera was in there for a while. Uh, they did I've Got the Fire, that Montrose cover, a yeah. few times. They covered ZZ Top's Tush a few times. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they basically... That's basically the set list, but it did change yeah. up as they went through. One thing about the set list mm. that's funny is you go through it and you're like, it almost sounds like a greatest hits. I'm looking at it and it's like, oh, they're playing all, all classics. Yeah. But I'm like, no, because we're Eagles Dare and the Trooper was like a new song. I know. <laughs> it's so weird. You look at the set list and it's like, oh, Revelations, the Trooper, Flight of Icarus. Yeah. You're like, and you're like, oh, they're 
They're yeah, classics. You think of them as classic yeah. now, but at the time, these were at brand new. At the time, new brand new. It's funny. That also, they opened the concert with Where Eagles Dare. Yeah. The Remember we talked about how that was based on the movie? Yes. So they used to open the concert with the theme to the movie Where Eagles Dare. of an intro for uh, a new drummer, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, imagine, like, how pumped and... Because, you know, Adrian always complained. Remember, they, well, not complained. I mean, they, they would always say, like, he, you know, his pace, he gets so intense. Oh, yeah. Imagine in the first tour, just trying to get him on... Playing that... Li- playing where Eagles Dare, like, that live, like... Yeah. Night I mean, night. for him, I mean, you know, it's not the Power Slave tour yet, but it, it was huge after the Beast. And, like, you go into these huge crowds and, you know... Well, that's what they say. They're like, he came up with this crazy drum intro yeah. for the song where he was there. And then yeah. he finally got it down and managed to get it, get the kick pedal down. Yeah. And then, then Steve they made was kind of like, yeah, open the concert with that now for the next 150 shows. I bet there was a part of him that like he was sitting there in the beginning, just like, if I get through this, I'll just go through the rest of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. like, you would think like that mentally. Over. Oh, totally. Right at the gate. Like. You you shank that, and that's your first impression to all these fans alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Another thing about this tour is I mentioned when I was going through the set list mm. that Dave Murray used to do a guitar solo. And it's coming out of To Tame a Land. He does this guitar solo. Um, I'll play a clip of the guitar solo. It sounds very To Tame a Land-ish because I guess he's segueing from that song into the guitar solo. Yeah. 
they ended to Tame Land, and then Dave Murray went into that. Played it again, yeah. This kind of yeah. guitar solo. That yeah. Kind of starts. It's very similar. Out. Yeah, yeah, the beginning of it is. And Nico also does a drum solo. I'm not mm. gonna. I don't really like drum solos. I'm not gonna play a whole. Here's a s- small snippet of the guitar of the drum solo. I'm not a big fan of drum solos, so I don't want to play the whole thing here. You you have an instrument bias, but go on. <laughs> Showing off the new drummer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they're doing, right? So yeah. give them a chance. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So that's pretty cool. That was deadly. The timing there when he wound that down was deadly. Another thing about this tour, this mm. is the tour where Mission from Area was recorded. Oh, God. Backstage. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into that. No. We've talked about it countless times. Too many times. Many times. Yeah. Um, so the last date of the tour, they kill Eddie. Mm. Um, it's a Dortmund concert in 1983, Dortmund. It's on the 12 Wasted Years VHS tape, which I think we watched in my shed one night. Um, Eddie gets killed. Remember, uh, they pull Eddie to the ground and they open his head and Bruce, like, tears out his brain. Mm. And then, like, he gets stabbed and smashed with guitars. They basically kill him the last date of the tour. Mm. And then he gets kind of resurrected as Power Slave for the next album. Nice. So that's basically, that's peace of mind. I think we pretty much did a good job covering yeah. Uh, I got a quote from Bruce, and he says, It was the first time that we were headlining in the States, and about 20 to 25 dates were sold out. Not forgetting a fantastic concert at the Madison Square Garden in New York before 18,000 people. Wow. So they're, uh, you know, taking it up a notch from Beast on the Road. Big time. But still, I mean, we're going to go on to, uh, after this, yeah. World Slavery, which is taking up another notch. Yeah. So Maiden's very much on the upswing. On the upswing, big time. I can say this, the cover art, the album, the track, order, every track, I wouldn't change a thing. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's It's a great album. It's really great. Even if you don't like one or two, it's peace of mind. You just can't change it. Yeah. It's just too good. Yeah, it's It's a classic. This Power Slave, Beast, like, it's one of those Maiden albums that, I don't know, like, we talked about... No Prayer and Fear of the Dark. Yeah. And we had a lot of criticisms. Mm. When we talked about Power Slave and this album, we had criticisms, but they're not really, really criticisms. No, I You're mean, well, nitpicking like to try to... Flash how, of the Blade. What, <laughs> I'm like listening to this, like, To Tame a Land, which is like this epic, amazing Maiden song. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, is every single thing in this, like, perfect? And I'm like trying to... You know what I mean? I was like, oh, the lyrics aren't that great. Yeah. But it's not really that big a deal. And same thing, just because they mentioned Dinosaurs mm. and Quest for Fire. Was a duelist we had an issue with or something? Yeah, it's funny looking yeah. back now because these songs are like ten out of tens, but we're I like know, searching good. for something. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, it's the recency bias and all that stuff. Trying to be fair to the songs. I've always said, yeah. It, I don't want to come off as like this. All these songs are ten boy, or ten. Yeah. Maiden, 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 yeah. Maiden. Yeah, but like, you can't be. If you were a credible Iron Maiden podcast <laughs> and you didn't like Peace of Mind, like, what the f are you doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, like it's Star Wars podcast says Empire Strikes Back overrated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like Dune podcast says author can't write a book. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's know. like yeah. it's a core reason we do this. Yeah, it's like not liking Master of Puppets if you like Metallica. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. Like, you know, when you talk to people in this era, people dominate with you know Paul or post Paul, and yep. then it tends to go Beast or Power Slave. You know, and that that's just my yeah. perspective, yeah. which is, you know, I mean, you can get 100 perspectives. Sometimes yeah. it's just skewed by who you talk to. Yeah. But, like, I always find, like, peace and summer and time are just under undervalued in this era, you know? Yeah, I think I think people get into Maiden. Yeah. And it's, like, Beast and Power Slave are the two big albums. That's right. And then if you go a little bit deeper, then you get into, mm. like, the Power Slave and the, or the Peace of Mind and mm. the Summer and Time. Maybe. Oh, that's just yeah. what I think. A lot of people, you know, the Seventh Son, we've done it, but I love it. Seventh Son, too, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get that, too. But it, it's just, it's funny because it's sandwiched in, you know, it's an 18, well, you know, the timeline is, it's it's well, almost like an 18-month wedge, something like that. Um, and it's just in between these two albums. And even though, like, you know, any hardcore fans, like, what what are you saying? Like, I'm talking about, you know, a lot of fans who are not. The casual fans. It. Well, yeah. not casual. I don't want to put them down, but just. They don't see this as the same level as those other albums. Like you know what I okay, mean? Like yeah. it's just it's just not one of those pillar albums. The same type of people that don't look at, you know, Brave New World yeah. as 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 good as, you know, Summer and Dime or you know, yeah. they just they don't they don't do that because they just picture those pillars. Yeah. And it's this is kinda wedged in everyone there. has their own idea of like yeah. what is maiden and what the good maiden is. That's right. You know what I mean? I yeah. guess that's the whole point of the podcast is exactly. like trying to shine lights on yeah, maiden and be like, this is all really good if you give it a chance. And we, we, you know, we we touched on it. I think probably about six or seven episodes of it with Soundgarden. It's like also your perspective. Like down on the upside for me is still a new album because oh, yeah. of the oh, yeah. age when it came out. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they look at, you know, not peace of mind now, but summertime or seventh sun was. It was after Power Slave towards the newer stuff. Yeah, and they, they never the got world. it back. Well, people think you know? of Brave New World. Yeah. As being a new Maiden album. Totally. I kind of still do. Yeah. It's almost 20 years old. Yeah, we were talking about that the other yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, in a few days from now, it's going to be... It's going to be 19 years. 2020. <laughs> it's, it's, what? It came out in 2000. 2000, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Isn't that crazy to think that? I still think about it as a It new is 20 album. years. Oh, my God. I was thinking it was 18 album. going to 19. Think of it. it seems like about wow. seven or eight years ago to me or yeah. something. I, well, it doesn't when I think about it and think about all the stuff that happened since. Yeah. But it doesn't seem that, that <laughs> Back then ago. you're like, this album's amazing. Man, let's grab another beer. Dude, 10 years from now I'm going to be smoking so much pot and just listening to music all the time. Not what happened. Um, Yeah, that's it. For right this. on. Yeah. We're done. I How many so. episodes was that in total now that I look back? Is this Five. The fifth? I can't remember. It's oh all a blur. God. I can't remember anything. What's the band again? Iron Maiden? Iron <laughs> Maiden. Iron Maiden. Um, Landwash Brewery Rock and Willow. That was amazing. Saison was a great beer. And then when Even I paused better. halfway through the thing to go get our last Sun and Steel. Sun and Steel. Mailed to us in the mail by a listener. James <sighs> Just took the last wig. Yeah. That's a beauty bottle. Great. I'm going to put this one on my, uh, I have all the Iron Maiden beers I've tried. On a shelf, mm. you have quite a 
collection of our empties in this room now. That's not on purpose. It's no, because we, we're yeah, done recording and I like turned the lights out and I threw all the cans and bottles exactly. over in the corner. Because <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of like you don't want to have like 150 empty cans. No, around. I just need to do my recycling. Yeah. <laughs> Line them up in the shed or something. All right, man, we'll call it there. That's it. You know, Peace of mind. I hope everybody enjoyed it. their holidays. Two more albums left. Yeah. Only two albums left. Two albums left. So after yeah. this, Virtual Eleven. Yeah. And then Brave New World. Yeah. Two made albums. the grand rankings. That's been a long... Uh, long haul. A lot of episodes. Yep. How many episodes is this? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're up in the... Over... It's a hundred and something uh, yeah. hours of us talking about Iron Maiden. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard so, uh, to tell when we sequence this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's a blur. A lot of blurs. I can't remember anything we said. Yeah, so many bears. Man, peace of mind. Worth a listen. Yeah. Two thumbs up. <laughs> if you this. if you haven't heard it, have a listen. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Can you imagine someone went through five episodes? This was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy this CD. <laughs> yeah. All right. Somebody uh, listen to our whole podcast. Yeah. Right up to now and be like, I think I am gonna get into the span. They said, <laughs> Yeah. This is like, yeah, hundred five hours in. All right. I better buy one of these. Talkingmaiden.com. If you don't know where to find us by now, and you're just not listening. <laughs> Until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Thank you.